Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Gabbana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Mr. Davis and I'm joined by Luke Warm, Luke Owen. Buddy. Hello, uh, uh, what am I talking about? Try again. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. How the devil are you? I tripped over myself because That's I was about on. to say, I tripped over myself because I was about to say, I'm not that warm at the moment. I'm not really lukewarm Luke Owen at the moment because it's quite chilly in here. But by doing that, and then I thought, well, I can't do that because I've got to do my usual intro. And then I just tripped over myself like a bloody idiot. Do you just want, because this is like the third time we've done this this year. And you, mm. you have you have botched every single podcast intro oh, we've done. Oh, hold on. Hold the phone. I've botched two of three. Oh. I think I, the AEW one was flawless. But yeah, two out of three is, I, I would certainly say I did botch. I've I've rounded it up. You've botched every single one of them. It's a hundred percent botch. So well, we could we could have a new intro. Mm. Oh God! What? Hold, hold on. Hold change. People no. love change. I mean, you, I mean, you're right. People do love it when we change up the format and stuff. But I've had that intro. You and I have had this intro now for nearly four years. Are you gonna, are you going to try and change it now? Yeah, we've done a heel turn. We you know we we need something else. Something to freshen up. The other one's losing steam, and we can't just we can't bring in legends because you and I are the legends. Like mm. it, like if if Pete and Andy's show was falling in the ratings, they'd then call us in for like a legends night. We could bring on Louis or Tempest and just squash them. Mm-hmm. You know, like the sort yeah, of yeah. thing where DX would have I don't know what what was it Gallows and Anderson, and then they just roast them. <laughs> No, or uh, I was the revival, wasn't it? Remember, I was like mm-hmm. Raw 25. That's the one. Did it just, yeah. um, what we could do is we could bring on Nugget and Tempest to review the show uh, when we know the interest isn't at its highest. Uh-huh. So like, you know, maybe like the month before SummerSlam. 
like so like the views are usually quite low anyway so they come in they don't get good numbers then we come in to be like oh it's all right lads you know if it it will save the show it's okay knowing that it's going to get a SummerSlam bump do you think how angry do you think triple h was last week when he had to make a return to save the show really with drew mcintyre testing positive for coronavirus and it was going against one of the biggest college football games of the season that's not his he comes at the end of the football season uh yeah but i also think that he's like well i can prove my worth i can prove once again that i'm the big draw uh, and, and I can get people watching. I don't know. I didn't see the ratings last week, did he? Well, the first hour was very big because people wanted to see what Drew McIntyre was going to say. And then they dropped off heavily by the third hour main event oh, for Tripp's match in air quotes that, against Orton. That will leave a mark. Like that, that will sting, mm-hmm. won't it? Because that's your segment. Your segment actively drew away viewers. But granted, I'd imagine they could probably get, you know, as the third hour, it always drops in the third hour anyway. Well, I'm going to try out something different every intro mm. now. <laughs> every single intro. Yeah. Crikey. That is. Welcome and hello to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm going to put in pauses every now and again. Sometimes I'm just going to ask a question. I'm Ollie Davis. Now, do you remember you did go through a period of time where you were trying to add pauses in? It's about two years ago now. You were going like trying to add different pauses in or elongate words out. I get bored. Easily <laughs> While the rest of the internet fears change, Ollie Davis is all about change. He's all about changing it up, not getting mm. into a routine. Hey, the thumbnail's working. It could it could work more. Let's change <laughs> it up. <laughs> I've read a book. Let's change it up again. Hey, you leave soul for happiness alone. <laughs> I was read. I was genuinely reading this book over the holidays, and uh, I was like, "This is interesting. It's a bit wishy-washy." It was about meditation and whatnot, and uh, but it's actually like it was interesting from the perspective of a Google engineer who's very well versed in physics and science, sort of unpacking meditation. So I thought, okay, this is interesting because there's like a very pragmatic, practical way behind it. And then like, honestly, the last, the last chapter is, so now I'm going to prove the existence of God. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody hell. And I was like, oh, what? (laughs) And then he lays out an argument. I'm like, oh crap. God does exist. Oh, he, did he convince you? You know, there's that scene in The Simpsons where Homer gets a crayon lodged into his brain mm. and he's filling, out of his, he's filling out his tax return and he actually accidentally proves that God isn't real. It was that in reverse. <laughs> it certainly made me uh, not reconsider, but it's an interesting line of inquiry. I mean, I was just about to ask you, did you see Soul over the, uh, the Christmas period because it was up on Disney Plus? Still haven't. I did WandaVision, of course, on Friday. Oh. What do you think, mate? It's it's good. It's watchable. I think it I think it's such a good homage slash parody of 50s and 60s TV that it, it sort of loses a bit with the actual overarching intrigue. Mm. What do you think? I loved it, mate. Absolutely loved it. Because I, I was 
Well, well, obviously, Marvel Mark. Like you just put everything up on screen. I'm going to be like, well, that's four stars. Um, mm. And then occasionally, be like, well, that's five stars. Or in the case of Doctor Strange, that's two stars. Hey, um, I like it, that. Well, they yeah, prove the existence of God. <laughs> that it is fine. Um, but no, I, I really, I really dug it, man. I really dug its style. Like I got a big kick out of its sort of like '50s kitsch. And like even like I, I thought some of like the '50s style jokes still kind mm, of like landed yeah. and worked and uh yeah i really enjoyed it and then like you know watching it back because I've, I've watched them a couple of times now and now i can focus on all the stuff like you know picking out coming up with the theories of where they are and what's happening and this that, and the other and that's kind of like what i'm really getting into um if i was to make a sort of a tv comparison you know, did you, you didn't watch the flash tv show did you no now it's Dawson's Creek with superpowers and it was a bit rubbish but at the end of every episode there was like you know sort of like the teasers of what the <laughs> overarching series narrative is which was about reverse flash and things like that and I was like well what it turns out is I'm actually not interested in the episode by episode story but I am interested in this bit with one division I'm interested in both aspects of it like when it ended I sent it like me and I was just you know Try it again. Me and my wife just looked at each other and like, yeah, well, I can't wait to see the next week. Can't wait, I can't wait to huh. watch another episode of it. Yeah, I so I thought it had a very TV network vibe to it. You know, in the in that sort of Flash or Shield, Agents of Shield, when that was, it's just far more high concept. I was, I found it too episodic. I guess, yeah, but it's, that's good. It's supposed to be. Yeah, no, but I think they've the, to, to to a fault. No, mm. this is like I still watched it and I enjoyed it a lot. I just. I was expecting something more immediately engaging, but maybe that's I, I, yeah. I was going to say what you wanted was it not to be an episodic TV show, but it is an episodic TV show because it's supposed to be like its whole point is that it's a fifties. Oh, I understand TV the show. concept. Yes, I, but I know, I know. But now you're saying like, and so what I wanted was this, but what I got was what it actually is. They make so many things work. Why can't they give me an episodic, <laughs> overarching narrative? Oh, you'll get the that with time. You'll get that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but this isn't supposed to be that. Hey, I watched another superhero thing over the weekend, and I liked it more. Come at me. Wonder Woman 1984 is one third of a decent film. <laughs> I was about to say that might be the most controversial statement, because I've do. i I've not seen it, but I do believe that film is not very well liked, because it's it's, hecka, it's hella messy. Oh, uh, yeah, but it's... Well, it's DC. You see, like, that's Marvel's fault. I went into that thinking it was going to be civil war levels of brilliance. And, you know, it maybe it will be eventually because that's Marvel. That's their brand. DC, I knew what I was getting. It was going to be outdated. It was going to be, you know, butchered in the editing room. There was going to be one good performance, which sort of drags the whole movie up a level. That's, and that's exactly what I got. Ah, uh, still right, Shazam. Anyway, let's get into the show Shazam itself. We've got to talk about Raw now. And um, I mean, it might be a quick podcast. I haven't got much to say. Here is the show. Alexa Bliss has a new character. She's an emo now. I'm Mr. Davis. I'm joined by Lukewarm Luco, and welcome to the WWE Raw Review edition of the WrestleTalk podcast, which is brought to you 
by Beer 52. Beer, folks, we're sponsored by beer. Go to beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk, UK viewers only, to get a free case of delicious craft beer. We will be tucking into this delight later on in the show to sample it. And look at it. Look at that. You get you get snacks as well. These are called Ollie's pretzels. They should be Mr. Davis's pretzels, but I'll let it slide. Right. Last night's episode of Raw wasn't that good. I thought it was quite boring, but it did have a newsworthy ending. I feel like the last month of Raw has always at least closed on something big time, usually in the trifecta of The Fiend, Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. Thought the echo was. Why do I forget to disarm her every week? Anyway, and and so I, I would say most of them have been bad, <laughs> like or not to my liking. A lot of people do. All the power to you. I'm not devaluing if you like it, but for me, and I, I would say Luke as well, it's just not for us. So it's yeah, kind of a bit relentless to now have another fiend, which is what happened at the end of the show. Bliss took on Asuka and revealed herself. In her alter ego. Yeah, I think it is fair to say. I mean, we like we looked at you know the the WWE's YouTube channel and like all of the stuff with Bliss and Asuka and Randy Orton is like the most viewed stuff. And I would argue that's not due to Asuka. I would argue that is down to Alexa Bliss and Alexa Bliss, this new character, because we've seen trends that have uh, followed. Like Asuka's segments haven't been doing particularly well, but Alexa Bliss segments on YouTube, at the very least, if you want to use YouTube metrics, are doing like really really strong numbers. They're, it's the most main event thing on the show like quite especially because drew mcintyre is at home mm. recover you know after testing positive for covid so yeah it's not for me it's it's really not and it's like out of all the stuff that's on the show it's the stuff that i was least interested in uh, and then it it took a it took a turn for the worst for me this week because now now Asker's involved mm. and if it was like Asker's involved and she's being taken seriously. That's a different matter. But I feel like this episode was almost designed to tell you, Alaska doesn't matter. And she's going to be losing that title soon. So get on board with Alexa Bliss. And yeah, the Alaska the stuff on this really bothered me. She doesn't matter twice. <laughs> she's playing second fiddle. She is the B plot in both Charlotte and Alexa Bliss's stories. And you've got to think that the bliss and the flare are going to combine to create an omni bliss flare. I um, I mean, I, I dug into some numbers. Um, thankfully, Nate, um, one of our website writers, messaged me with a few of these. But I did look into this. So this is Asuka's third singles match to go ten over ten minutes. Uh, the one she had against Alexa Bliss since September. She's the women's champion, mm -hmm. and it's the first one to go over 10 minutes since Survivor Series when she lost against Sasha Banks. Like, wow. she's the champion. And, like, and Nate messaged me, um, going back to, like, all, all of her title defenses, and the only title defense that she's had that was over 10 minutes was that one against Mickie James. Mm -hmm. In NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's not been good for Asuka. Let's just briefly recap what happened on this episode of Raw in this storyline, because a lot of people, I don't blame you, 
don't watch Raw. You come to us to find out what happened. So the show opened with Randy Orton cutting a promo. He had he was wearing a sort of lucha mask, similar to the ones that they give burn victims, but done up like a wrestling mask. And you could see underneath his face were sort of burn scars. His, his skin was torched a bit. Of course, Bliss fireballed him at the end of last week's episode. And he he just said, like, he doesn't blame Bliss for this. He blames The Fiend, insinuating that Bliss is, I don't know, sort of possessed by The Fiend and that yeah, he's still going to win the Rumble. Yeah. Do you want to hear my theory on this? Mm-hmm. He's not burned. It's all mind games. I think he's going to take the mask off and reveal that he's absolutely fine. Because, he's like, take the mask off and there's going to be goggles on underneath. And the reason I'm thinking this is because... I mean, we've seen in the last year that WWE have promised big things and then not delivered on them. They were like, we're going to throw a man off a roof in our, and money in the bank. Oh, it's actually, there was a, there's a small roof underneath. We're going to tear out someone's eye. Actually, it, it didn't go all the way out. It just sort of popped back in and it's fine. So they, they kind of got this thing where they're promising a lot of big things like, oh my God, Randy Orton has got first degree burns. That is something that does not just heal and go away. Like that, that remains. Like that mm -hmm. will always be a part of him. So I think that he is just going to, he is playing mind games with the fiend and he's going to reveal his face and it's actually just fine. Well, that will be rubbish. They also said, you know, in WWE's update on Randy's condition after last week, minor burns. Well, this I'd didn't imagine, look like minor burns. I would imagine it was minor burns last week. And now we're getting the script rewritten. You know, Vince, Vince, Vince wasn't at work that day. He comes in on the Monday, he's rewritten it. And now it's first degree burns. Yeah. So that was Randy. That was the only mention we got of him on the show, apart from recaps. Uh, it was mainly focused on Bliss, which I am not against. Like I, last year, when Bliss first sort of moved over to Raw with The Fiend from SmackDown, there was a really cool bit where... She was just in the corner. I th I can't remember the match. Was it Nikki Cross? And she just made her tongue drop like uh, Pennywise in the movie It. Do you remember? And her tongue got the, that really was just long. Firefly Funhouse, wasn't it? Was it in the Firefly Funhouse? Yeah. Did I fantasy book my own yeah, memory? Yeah, you totally did. It was just anyway. in the Firefly Funhouse she did. Because we did we did that new, they, like, reveals new gimmick. Didn't happen, but this th th it did happen now. It happened this uh, time, yeah. So, so you know, for Bliss is, yeah. So Bliss is being made more of a focal point, sort of on par with the Fiend, as opposed to just his valet, which I'm for. Uh, but there is a, oh, I've lost this in my notes. There's a playground segment with Asuka and Bliss, and this was well done. I, I would argue, actually, as well. Uh, Bliss is sitting on her swing set she doesn't let Asuka sit next to her because it's for someone else she keeps kind of talking to this absent bit of space which is you know she's talking to the fiend right she's she's yeah. gone crazy well and i liked all of this what i didn't like was that Asuka is the person in this storyline if you need someone why not nikki cross apparently she's backstage fine it fits with the the whole friendship and history uh, and it just like Asuka had to act like she was scared, like she wanted to make everything happy. So she kept dancing. And I just thought, you it's hard to make me think Asuka looks like an idiot because she's awesome. But they succeeded here. 
yeah, this was not a good look for Asuka. I just want to say, apparently, uh, we're having some technical issues oh, yeah. um, with the stream. Apparently, it's a bit laggy. Uh, we are. It's, it's something to us that we've got an excellent connection. So I, I do hope that we're going through fine for a few people. But I've just noticed a few people in the chat saying that it's uh, it keeps um, crashing and freezing and stuff. So be do bear with us, folks. But yeah, I, I thought that this made Asuka look quite poor. Um, it made her look like a div, to be mm. honest. And the fact that she like she's not... She's not really involved in the Charlotte storyline anymore. So, like, her, so her run as the Raw Women's Champion hasn't mattered a jot, and now her run as the Tag Team Champion isn't mattering a jot either. So, yeah, this it, it, it and I, I should have seen it coming. Really, at the end, where I was like, okay, Bliss wins the main event, and then we're gonna set her up for this new feud. Um, it, it made her look quite lame. Yeah, and that's what happens in the main event. It, it builds that they were behaving that way, knowing they've got to fight each other later as well. Like, why isn't Asuka just walking into this, being like, "I'm not having any of this nonsense." Everyone falls to Asuka. What was her old? Was that her old catchphrase? Well, no one is ready for Asuka. No one's ready for Asuka. That's it. Well, like yeah. Alexa Bliss is very ready for Asuka. Uh, one would seem because like she's scared. Like she is literally scared mm. of what Alexa Bliss is going to do. So she's going in there to be like dancing, be like, "Hey, no, it's okay. It's all cool. I'm a fun comedy character." And Alexa Bliss is like, "No, I'm the spooky character in like spooky character 101 horror writing, which is just that I'm talking to an invisible. I've seen a rocking horse in the corner, so I'm going to go sit on the rocking horse." Like the whole thing was just like, I mean, I wrote like this segment is terrible mm -hmm. like it is just it, it made Asuka look lame and, and do you know what and it was by far it was the least worst thing on the show but it made Asuka look lame I don't think Bliss looks particularly cool and I'm 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 just not into it I didn't so I don't mind the segment I thought it was the treatment of Asuka that was at fault here but it, it went on later to the main event of the show which was bliss versus Asuka. and yeah it's more of the same Asuka is kind of scared but she's going for bliss at least she's like still trying to be offensive uh and then the lights start to cut out in the typical fiend style we go to break we come back and there's bliss standing there directly looking down the hard cam Asuka's like oh you know, like hasn't attacked at all in this time that's passed. And she's wearing <laughs> black now. So she's like the goth version of Bliss. So I didn't notice that she was what? wearing different. I didn't notice that she was wearing different lipstick. I'm sorry. I didn't notice that she was wearing different lipstick. I just noticed that she was like acting. She had completely different clothes on. I didn't notice. Like it looks exactly the same. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, and that, and I'm not saying that that's a w, that is all on me. To be honest, it's all on me for not being that observant. But yeah, I, I honestly, I did not notice at first. Well, she also changed up her wrestling style. You know that scene yeah, that, that, that I did notice near the end of. Uh of the matrix when neo realizes he is he is the one and agent smith is trying to do all the fast fury hands and she neo's just like buff, 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 blocking effortlessly blocking that's what Asuka was well sorry bliss was having to doing to Asuka here and then bliss like smudged her lipstick which was kind of a nice way to transition into the mandible claw then bliss hit sister abigail and she stood up and then it went blur and it came back and she's back into her old outfit again, which she was in before the colorful playground outfit. And it goes off air with the fiend's voice from her saying, let him in. You know, I don't hate it. 
What I hate is Asuka being in this slot. There is no reason, like this is not a storyline that's evolved from the writing team sitting down and going, okay, we've got Bliss's character. This is what she's going to do. Here's Asuka's character. And here's how Asuka's character is going to integrate herself and conflict and clash with Bliss's. That's not what they did. They wrote Bliss's story. And then they were like, well, we want this to be for the title. So let's put the champion in. Never once did they think about Asuka. And it's so disrespectful because Asuka carried that show with Sasha Banks and Bailey through some very tough months in June, July and August. And now they're treating her here as booking fodder because I said it earlier and I genuinely think this is what's happening. Bliss wins the title soon. Then she goes on to Mania and Charlotte beats her for the title because Charlotte is going to vanquish Lady Fiend. And now, I, I, and I do want to ask you, like, where you think this slots in? Because ask because Bliss did announce herself for the Rumble, so she's in the Rumble match. So, do you do the do you do the title match at Fastlane or Elimination Chamber? Probably yeah. the, the Raw before WrestleMania, maybe. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. Any of those? Yeah, we've seen <laughs> the WWE have no qualms just adding Charlotte to things nonsensically or doing large title changes on insignificant B-shows before WrestleMania. What we do know, however, is Charlotte and Alexa Bliss are two people that the company wants to be at the top of the division, and rightfully so. But it's just such a shame that it's coming at the, the expense of Asuka. I think that's the story doesn't suck. The character doesn't suck of Bliss. But Asuka's, like the treatment of Asuka is unforgivable here. But do you know what? I, I'm I'm past it now. Honestly, I'm past it. Like Asuka has been treated this way on the main roster since day one. Like I'm over it now. Like it, I'm I'm past the point of getting upset about it. I'm past the point of getting frustrated about it because the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm. And like no matter if she's champion, no matter if she's a challenger, no matter if she's this, no matter if she's that, she's always just booking fodder. And like her title run has been laughably terrible. Because she has been an absolute afterthought. Like, she was an afterthought to friggin' Lana being put through tables by Nia Jax. A story that has just been dropped like it was hot. And now, like, it's... With, I, 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 don't, I couldn't care. Like, it's, And it sucks. And it sucks that I don't <laughs> care. But I'm past the point now. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of the WrestleTalk podcast is brought to you by the good folk over at manscaped.com. One of the most painful things in life for us blokey blokes is pulling our hair out of our nose with tweezers. No joke, I did it the other night while watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, though I did it with my fingers because I'm a man and... I really wish I hadn't because it really hurt. And then I felt sad and I was unable to enjoy Willow's traumatic journey to becoming Dark Willow. Oh God, you're an idiot. I am? Because you should have used Manscaped's Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. A trimmer they've spent over a year developing, reinventing the traditional nose trimmer into something way more effective. A 9,000 RPM motor, 360 degree rotary dual blade system, contoured 23 degree angle, water resistant tech, and a lithium iron battery that lasts so long, I've had mine for six months and have yet to charge it. So start off your 2021 right by upgrading your Manscaped routine to include the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer and you can get 20% off with free international shipping by using our promo code WTTV at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the promo code WTTV to get 20% off and free international shipping. Thanks, Manscaped, for making me a better man. And thanks for letting me enjoy Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, we'll get to your Ultra Chats very shortly to see what you guys think. But first, help us out. UK viewers, go to beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. We can cope with WWE's bad booking together. We are going to, uh, if you're unaware, Beer52 sends you a case of eight craft beers Every month, it's a subscription service. You get a free snack in there. Here's this month's one and a cool little magazine, which is really good. It's got recipes. It tells you more about the beer, just articles on beer in general. It's a great hobby to get into. Uh, And yeah, you get a free case for new signups if you go to our link in the video description below. Let's try this Black IPA Cthulhu. It's called Cthulhu on the Moon, and it's by Kaiju Beer, and it says, The beer on the moon sucks. Ask Cthulhu. He knows the gravity's too low. Partial to the oxymoron, when he's thirsty, he always reaches for a Kaiju Black IPA and destroys it. This is 6.5%. So I'm going to have a sip now, and then I'm going to put it in the fridge, and then I'm going to enjoy it later when I watch A Hard Day's Night by The Beatles. That's my evening plans, folks. That's what it looks like as well as a black IPA. It is literally black. 
as a stout fan, that's really tasty. I'm mm. getting I'm getting orange. I'm getting a, a hint of lemon, along with those smoky chocolatey flavors, typical of a dark. Yeah, beer. it is. It is actually a bit like a cross between a stout and an IPA. Mm. It Very is like nice. it's got an it's got an IPA sort of like um, hoppiness to it, but yeah. it's definitely got those stouty flavors. Like as you say, those undertones of chocolate one in one hundred percent. We'll go over to beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk to get your free case of eight craft beers, UK viewers only. Right. Let's get on with the hyper chats, ultra chats, whatever they're called now. I lose track. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get them in there. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Marcel Arts. Hey, maestro of the not apple based alcohol. Waldmeister here. I just wanted to drop by and say that I don't have a problem with the supernatural stuff in WWE. If it is written good, most of the time it isn't, but I still hate Drew for killing the spider pet. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a callback to as a callback to almost around this sort of time last year yeah. when WWE revealed that Rowan had this mechanical spider pet. It went down like a lead balloon, so the next week, Drew killed it. <laughs> Reese Johnson. Afternoon, lads. Another waste of three hours of my life. Really hate they've turned The Fiend into this stupid storyline about Alexa and Randy. I also have to disagree with Ollie. I found the Triple H Stephanie announcement about WrestleMania the best part of the whole show. Uh, people loved it over the weekend. People, I, 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 people, someone messaged me. Like, I was, I put out a tweet just about nothing in particular. Someone messaged me being like, Why haven't you spoken about the WrestleMania announcement <laughs> yet? <laughs> and I did, I mean, I did it. I, I wanted to reply, A, because it's, I don't care. It's just a location. I don't really mind. I'm not in America. I don't care. B, I, I, I didn't watch it until today. Mm. And yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I expected it to be. Well, we'll cover it later. Uh, Jamie File. Randy, the red-nosed lucha, had a very long promo. And if you've ever heard it, you could even say it goes on and on and on and on. Too long, this promo was too long. It was about 10 minutes. About 10 minutes, this promo. Oh, it was long. James Dobinson, I agree that the Alexa Bliss stuff is pushing the boundaries of suspending your disbelief, but we got a reminder last night of how good she can be in the ring. How do you honestly think this Fiend Bliss Orton storyline would go down with a live crowd? Interesting question. Brilliant. I think it's gone down pretty. I mean, you wouldn't have been able to do half the stuff that they've done, but I think it was still would have gone down. Like, you just got to look at the, the numbers on YouTube. Like, it is the most watched part of the show, uh, going by the YouTube metrics. I think that the live crowd would be into this as well because WWE caters to a casual audience. And I think the casual audience are really into this. Yeah, I think the live crowd would get a big kick out of seeing Bliss as Sister Abigail. They've wanted it forever. Totally. And now it's happening. We, you look at the, the comments that we had on last week's video where you and I were down on and comments on that TLC video when we were down on that. People mm. really, really like this. And the people that really, I think, yeah, people would still get a kick out of it in a, with the live crowd. OG Slapjack. Why would you admit to that? So with that mask, I guess Randy Orton's in retribution now. What a, what should his bad retribution name be? I would say Fireface, but seem to remember Seamus already took that one. Very good. Randy's retribution name. Viper. Viper. Um, Viper needs something else, I think. Viperly. Fang. Fang, there it is. There it is. Yeah, I was going to say poison. That's almost too cool. Yeah, Fang is the one. Veins. 
Charles Berg, really great scene, legendary luchador, El Ranto on Raw, Asuka dancing made me question my existence, WWE will have a male wrestler transform into a demon, but the women just get dark lipstick. Also, Ricochet already sounds like a retribution name. Fair point. Um, and he does have the recoil, which also sounds like a retribution name. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, it's it's all right. That's fine. Just dark lipstick gives you powers. Amro, when do you think the new Fiend will debut? I would be so pissed if he just came back unchanged. Also loved the Bliss stuff, except for the magic. She should definitely win the title soon. Bliss versus Flair at WrestleMania would be awful, though. So that's a weird, like, <laughs> you've said there's like, she should definitely win it, but I don't want to see her facing Charlotte. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. The champion um, I, will always be involved with Flair in some way. And I think we're going to see the Fiend at the Rumble. I mm. think that he is going to be the one who is going to make Randy Orton get eliminated or even eliminate Randy himself. Leon Kwashi, appreciate Orton's burn mask, but it looked like a B-Tech luchador of cheap local indie. I thought I thought it actually looked quite unsettling. I, I liked the look. I made jokes about it, but I did enjoy it. Also, it's rare for me to find that AEW's women booking better than Raw's compare Abaddon and Shida with Asuka and the Bliss Fiend. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wasn't into the Shida, uh, Abaddon biting her either. I thought Just it was good. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay, but it wasn't like, it's not my favourite thing that I've seen in AEW's women's division. Variety. Uh, Black Adam, I've given up on Raw after the Fiend story. None of it makes sense anymore. Alexa's history doesn't warrant a Fiend version unless it's Bray possessing her from beyond the grave. I let out an audible sigh of disappointment every time I see Bliss in the ring. People, and I forgot about this, don't like Bliss, remember. Do they not? No, no, no. There is a, there is a, a large portion of people, or maybe a small but vocal, who just don't like Bliss. Like several years ago, she was kind of getting the same Charlotte Flair backlash that we have against Flair now, um, and I think a lot of people cling to that time because yeah, Bliss wasn't the best wrestler in the division, but she was always getting the title shots and title reigns. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I can. I seem to recall that, but I, I thought that everyone was like really loving this Alexa Bliss stuff at the moment, no. like, particularly since she's been associated with the Fiend. And I, I disagree with with uh, Black Adam on that one as well. I think Alexa's. I think WWE have actually done a fairly solid job of making me believe that Alexa does belong with the Fiend now. I think the Fiend has, you know, th that storyline through SmackDown that's now transferred over to Raw is that he has essentially manipulated her into the Funhouse. So I think that they've they've gone out of their way to you know over months to tell this story. Mm. And finally for now, Benjamin John Milne, scared Japanese champion versus spooky monster. Just saying, AEW did it first and did it better. Very good. <laughs> uh, so let's get on with the will answer all of your other ultra chats at the end of the show get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support but let's speed through this boring episode of monday night raw so we had the oh, randy autumn promo first then we had uh lacey evans backstage with rick flair they're having sex uh then they came out briefly for charlotte flair versus peyton royce to distract charlotte where evans was wearing rick's robe so lacey 
said in her promo that she and Rick are going to go out there and watch my tag partner beat up that nasty Charlotte, right? Like that's Mm. what her promo was. I'm going to go out and I'm going to watch Peyton Royce beat Charlotte Flair. What that actually translated into is that she went out wearing a robe for an ad break and then walked to the back. Yeah. To to what end did Lacey Evans, to what end was Lacey Evans' plan here? To what end, Molly? To what end? Well, I thought Royce looked pretty good, actually. She showed a vicious side. Uh, she attacked Charlotte before the bell. There was a really cool moment when she was on the apron and she sort of did this over-her-back heel kick. It's yeah, quite kick. hard to do, yeah. Uh, but overall, of course, Charlotte's going to get those, those losses back. Peyton beat her two weeks ago, so Charlotte made a tap in the figure eight here, and there was no flair or Evans to be seen. Do you think Evans or and Royce are done? Well, no, because she said she's my tag partner. So they asked her the team. Why didn't they stick around? To what end? <laughs> yeah. To what end? Um, uh, my my other favorite thing about this is that, and I, and I love this about wrestling. I, I just love this about wrestling. You know when a heel puts on a submission hold and then uh, and then they win the match and they don't let it go because they just want to brutalize their opponent even more and the commentators go like oh what a dastardly horrible act you've already won the match you've proved your point you can let go of the hold now charlotte did it here and the babyface commentators were going like what a statement i mean she had to make that <laughs> statement she had to make that statement to peyton royce i mean good on her for making that statement that's what i love about wrestling Peyton sold it really well, I thought. I was, yeah, I was did, impressed yeah. with Peyton there. Uh, Riddle is backstage. This was the best part of the show. Riddle's back <laughs> stage. <laughs> Her business walk-in. Uh, Riddle, of course, was sort of easily dispatched by Bobby Lashley last week, completely taking any momentum or steam out of their very good feud so far. And Bobby Lashley squares up to him. Riddle says he's going to take the high road because he smokes the ganja. And Bobby says, ah, I like the flip-flops you've got on. Cameraman thinks, hmm, I'm going to do an arty shot here. I'm going to get those flip-flops in shot. He tracks back to get both men full in shot. And Bobby stomps on Matt Riddle's foot, misses it by, ironically, a foot, but Riddle <laughs> sells it anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't mind it, man. You know, it, it, you, it's a pre-tape. Probably could have taped it again. But yeah, uh, I didn't mind it. I didn't spot it until you mentioned it. Not as fake as The Fiend getting burned at the end of TLC. <laughs> Even then. Uh, that set up something later on. He was with the Lucha House Party backstage. They've got an inexplicable friendship. Uh, Xavier Woods then took on Mace. I actually thought that, you know, it's a shame that Woods is just being used as someone for Retribution to beat because Mace beat him here. But I do like how Ali is framing a rivalry, did this in a pre-match promo, against the currently injured Kofi Kingston, saying, I had Mars taken away from me when Kofi Mania took off because Ali got injured. And now Kofi's out injured. Now it's Ali's time. I think that's a, that's a great basis for a feud. 
this was so this was a uh they had this promo on social media like a couple of hours before the show started and i thought to myself wow i cannot wait for this to not be mentioned on tv and it's just mm. because like that's the story of retribution isn't it like they've, they've been trying to start stuff on twitter they've been trying to start stuff on raw talk and then wwe crates would be like that's not what your gimmick is stop trying to make this the gimmick and you're just a bunch of lads and it's the first time that they they're in a storyline that makes complete sense and i really like that and it's like finally there's something about this group that bloody makes sense and i'm all for it it's about time and i yeah and i, and I like that it's great character motivation yeah uh, so mace beat woods there so both teabag and mace have beaten woods in back-to-back weeks sort of putting over our lead, good leader as well now, here is where we got the WrestleMania report. For those who haven't seen it yet, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are dressed up like fake news anchors called Henry E. Panky and Anita Real Man. So, so Hanky Panky and Hanky I Need Panky. a Real Man. They threw to various people, various WWE superstars who dressed up in their own gimmicks. Uh, apart from Roman Reigns, who's just Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks was... Haley, Haley Mary, and John Cena was Hail, Hail Hugh, Mary. Hugh can't see me. Uh, and Reigns announced that WrestleMania 37 will be in Tampa Bay. Uh, Banks announced 38 in Texas, and John Cena announced 39 will be in Hollywood. So the next three years of WrestleMania are laid out. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I, Ollie Davis. Do you know what's going to, do you know what's going to happen in four years' time? WrestleMania is going to happen, like yeah. probably in March or March or April. There'll be a WrestleMania. Do you know what's well, going to happen I... the year after that? There'll be a WrestleMania. So, like them announcing, guys, WrestleMania is happening. It's not like a holy crap. Like stop all the news. We've got to write up a news story that a WrestleMania is happening next year. Because of course, WrestleMania is happening. I beg to differ. I think after the year we've had. It is, it is bold. It is bold <laughs> to commit stuff that far in advance, dude. Card subject to change. Card subject to change. Anyway, I'd so people like this. All the power to you, I guess. It's like the. I, I guess they were going for a sort of Southpaw regional wrestling meets Anchorman style of comedy. It is quite fun to see Triple H dress up. Uh, he is good at comedy. Everyone did their roles fine. Um, but then uh, that there was a, a weird bit of like sexual tension between Stephanie and Triple H at one point that was played up as a joke. And then the the report ends and Triple H and Stephanie remove their outfits being like, oh, it's that's over because it was them all along. And I was just like, so what was the joke here? I don't know what. What was the re why would the reveal that that's not actually them? Why it would that joke works if they reveal themselves to be like Miz and Morrison? Oh god, that'd have been so much more. That would have been way funnier. Like if if Stephanie had gone like this and it was Asuka, yeah, like that would have been that would have been way funnier. Yeah, but that's that's how jokes work you do <laughs> you do the you do the unexpected thing why did they yeah. i didn't get it I, I it was cool to see them dressed up but i don't know sorry folks i've got higher standards <laughs> I, don't, I don't know this guy 
this guy here didn't like one division like he has got high I standards didn't say that <laughs> i said it's more episodic than i had planned for oh but it's meant to be episodic <laughs> 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 uh, then we got the Asuka playground segment. Then we got Mandy Rose versus Shayna Baszler. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. I'm done. I'm done with this feud. You know how, like, I said at the start, it's like, I'm just past, like, you know, the Asuka thing. I I'm in the same boat with Shayna Baszler now. At least I thought I was until someone shared a picture of Shayna Baszler with um, Duke and um, Shafir. And I was like, oh, that's, yes, that's right. That's what Shayna Baszler is. That's the Shayna Baszler I want. As it happens, this Baszler beat Rose again. And nothing is achieved. Yep, uh, Nia Jax is still sort of sowing seeds of dissension with Shayna. She was being very moody on commentary. And then they challenged Asuka and Charlotte for the tag team titles after. Well, what they said was, we never got our rematch. And what I wanted to say was, well, that's because the automatic rematch clause was denounced a couple of years ago, but they're just hoping that we forgot that. So they can, it's like Adam Pierce. They're just hoping that we, that they forgot that they said there's not going to be any more authority figures anymore. Now they're just sort of putting one in there. They had the audacity to say that, to say our automatic rematch clauses essentially. And then just two segments later, Adam Pierce is booking a Royal Rumble qualifier match. I know, right? Well, not only that, but like last week on this show, Adam Pierce said to Drew Gulak, well, you can't just announce yourself yeah. for the Royal Rumble. And then two seconds later, someone did. And then in the week, Miz <laughs> just announced himself for the Rumble. So like, and blistered on this show. So mm. yeah, no, no consistency. So Charlotte uh, sort of ignored Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler's challenge that they made immediately, just like just now, and just talked about Evans. Like the tag title on her shoulder is, I said it in the review is just a prop. Mm -hmm. It's oh, yeah. insane. It's insanely cynically transparent. Uh, but yeah, after that, we got the best thing on the show by quite some way. Ricochet versus AJ Styles. Of course, it's going to be good. And these two guys in the ring was to, it was for Ricochet to prove prove he's worthy for a Rumble space. AJ Styles is apparently now the gatekeeper to the Rumble on Raw. Uh, I did, this was a this was a really good match that just had this like underlying sadness because Ricochet is signed up to WWE until 2024 it turns out not until the end of this month and I just had this realization we're never going to see him in his prime what he can actually do in a wrestling company is he not feuding with retribution anymore like Ali said he is well, but that's what, yeah. So, like a couple of weeks ago, Ali said to him, "This doesn't end mm. until you join Retribution." Are they? Have they just moved on now? Are they just like actually? It's, it's Kofi. I don't like now. They. It's such a good storyline. There's multiple plates spinning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm being facetious. This match was awesome. This match was really, really great. Absolutely loved it. Um, I could do without the Omos stuff. Like. Omos just keeps interfering in matches and does not get DQ'd for it. It's that 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 could do one, but like everything that these two lads just did in the ring was so so great. The re the recoil uh, reversal of the phenomenal forearm was amazing, yeah. and then the this finish was mind blowing. No matter how many times I watch it, <laughs> I still cannot work out how it happened because essentially what Rick what AJ did is that he 
drops Ricochet onto the ropes. And Ricochet somehow bounces off those ropes, off the top of the ropes, into a Styles Clash position. I don't know how. He's made of flubber. He is. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, that That could have gone so wrong. I mean, it, it's very unlikely to because the caliber of both guys in the ring. My God, AJ is one of the best wrestlers that's ever lived. But yeah, Ricochet bounced off the ropes with his head going into the center of the earth. AJ catches him in that sort of upside down position. Phenomenal. Didn't even mean to do that. Phenomenal finish. Uh, mm-hmm. AJ wins, though. So it's like, oh, okay. So I thought the story of this match was Ricochet proving he's worthy. He might have got a win on AJ to get into the Rumble because the commentators were putting over Ricochet really strongly here. So I thought, oh, okay, they're going to give Ricochet a push. Well, I I wonder if next week AJ is going to say to to Adam Pearce, this kid should go in the Rumble. Like mm. he should get a shot. Maybe. Maybe on the go-home show. Well, after that, I am curious to get your reaction because I quite enjoyed this and I seem to be the only person who did. So it was a dirt sheet segment with Miz and Morrison. Better than Miz TV, I've decided. Uh, because Morrison <laughs> can, can be a bit sillier. And it's built up through the whole show. We're getting Goldberg as a special guest on this. I was quite intrigued. And then they totally worked me when Gilbert came out instead, which is which is really great to see because he had a heart attack last year. He's doing much better now, it seems. And Gilbert comes out, then uh, another actor playing uh, sort of out of shape, Drew McIntyre with his butt crack poking through a kilt uh, came out as well. And they just, yeah, they did a, a bit. Ten years ago, they would have been little people. Yeah, is, is that the is that the end of your point? <laughs> Just that's that's yeah, it's that kind of segment. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I mean, you say ten years ago, but we did this a couple of years ago with Big Cass. Remember, that's what got him fired was because he'd be up the guy too much. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I thought um, overall, I I really enjoyed the Gilberg reveal, and when Miz cut his promo at the end, I thought he switched it on really well, and he made this about. You two are both losers because no matter what happens at the Rumble, I'm going to cash in and I'm the Miz and I'm next. I thought it was a money promo at the end from Miz. Well, this is, but that's my problem I have with Miz is that he keeps cutting these money promos and then undermining it by doing a load of crap around it, which I don't blame him for because, you know, it's, it's the, the right, he's working with what he's got, but he's booked like such a goofball. Then he cuts all of a sudden these like fiery promos. We're like, take me serious. I'm like, but I can't because you're booked like an idiot. Like it's impossible to, like the, the two don't quite match. I, I, as soon as they announced Goldberg was on the show, I was like, I, I wrote my notes. I bet you it's Goldberg. Ah, and you saw it coming. I saw it coming, but Cynical. at the same time, I was like, Ooh. but at the same time, I was like, I kind of hope it is Gilberg though, because it's Gilberg, right? I bloody love Gilberg. Gilberg's like, Gilberg gives me lots of like nostalgic like love and stuff. Like that, that really made me smile seeing Dwayne Gill come out <laughs> and he's doing the full on the full on Gilberg stuff. I mean. It may just be because he's always looked a hundred, but he hasn't <laughs> aged a day in like, you know, the 20 years that he's been doing this. And it was, it was tremendous to see. He was actually my favorite thing about this whole segment. I thought he was the star of this. Yeah. And like the, the, the lad that comes out dressed as Drew 
who was it felt like it was a compromise it felt like they wanted to do a little person but <laughs> they don't want to do little people anymore because it might be seen as like so they were like who's the shortest person we have here and can we find someone that's just a touch shorter than him um because he, it wasn't a short person but he was he was probably about four foot eleven he was probably about the size of marco stunt and i wrote i was like oh man it's 1999 all over again but not in a good way and i did laugh at him doing an irish accent and then john morrison being like that's the wrong accent mm. but overall i thought this was quite bad and then like the miz at the end to be like and now take me seriously as i cut this promo i'm like well kind of hard with all the crap you've done elsewhere in this segment um and also it's like I'm, I, I don't want miss with the money in the bank contract you've already lost it mate and um it's again it's just more bait and switch uh bs sorry i was just trying to find the name of the actor because apparently he's in the santa claus too ah which, which um was the miss in that one no santa claus 2 was a different movie i'm thinking of jingle all the way to yeah, yeah. pretty sure or well, maybe that was a different one. Maybe Santino was in that one. Either way. Do you think it will annoy anyone who tuned in hoping for Goldberg? Oh, 100%. But then again, I think if you watch WWE because they've advertised something and then you're disappointed when it doesn't happen, that's on you, man. Like, you you should learn by now. Fool me once. Shame <laughs> on me. Like, come on, guys. At this point. Well, after that, we got Hurt Business versus the lucha house party with matt riddle so a six-man tag i was excited for this foolishly because i <laughs> thought this would be a really good six-man uh but it it wasn't it was more of an angle like i would say this is 70 percent angle 30 percent match because it was all about shelton and cedric not getting along cedric's tagging himself in shelton's tagging himself in bobby eventually has enough it's like i'm gonna win and he taps out Metalik. Yeah. Uh, the good guys can't even beat an arguing hurt business. Like they were like beating themselves and they still can get the win. I was also slightly annoyed at, at Riddle here because that this whole thing had started off by the fact that, you know, Bobby Lashley stood on his foot, right? And then later on, like he's you know, he's selling his foot backstage. And then he's even got like, you know, his foot is taped up because Bobby Lashley stood on it. So what does he do? He leaps over the ropes to kick off his flip-flops. I'm like, you're absolutely fine, mate. Like, why are you even wearing the tape at this point? It's the Seth Rollins mode of selling. <laughs> but I've taped up the ribs. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do my moves. Ow. Obviously, it hurts. I'm going to um, dive. I'm Seth Rollins. Ooh. Dive. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, the, the Hurt Business one. I don't want to see the Hurt Business in fighting. Like, it'd be yeah. nice to have a tag team that gets on for a change. And it really sort of drew a line under Riddle here, I thought. He, he scuffled with Bobby afterwards, but mostly ran away. Ugh, done such a poor job with him. But you know what, dude? It's absolutely fine. Because despite the fact that we've got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler as warring tag partners, and now we've got the Hurt Business as warring tag partners, likely we could still get Charlotte and Asker as warring tag partners. At least Elias and Jackson Riker are getting on. They're not warring tag partners. Oh, no, wait. They're also warring tag partners. And they're still feuding with Jeff Hardy, which I think they have been now for a year? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Hardy... Had a had a match with Jackson Riker. He kind of had it won. Uh, but I'm so, I'm bored. I'm bored <laughs> with counting this. You're also wrong. Hardy had the match won, and then Elias 
And then Elias tripped Hardy for the DQ, which yeah. is why he and Riker started arguing. Um, on commentary, they had the goal to say, and this came to a conclusion with their Symphony of Destruction match. I'm like, how can it be a conclusion when it's still going on? Yeah. So that happened, and it is still going along. And Drew McIntyre cut a promo from home in front of a weight bench, said he'll be back on Raw next week. And Goldberg's going to be there too for a face-to-face, which is probably good because that's the go-home show. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. Uh, There's only one other thing I just want to bring up, and that is the fancy new entrance camera. How good does that (laughs) thing look? It makes it look like a video game, though. Like it, it, it's. But here's the thing: it's so realistic, it doesn't look real anymore. Like it's so, it's so crisp and clear, it doesn't look real. Like I thought at times they were just playing foot from a video game, but like I saw the the clip from like uh, Roman's entrance on SmackDown. Dude, it looks so cool. But that might all just be because Roman looks awesome at the moment with Jay and like and Paul behind him. But yeah, there are times of this where I'm like, I'm not sure if this is real life or if this is. It's like a video game, Cole. Yeah, so what it is, if you haven't seen it, folks, it's a it's essentially the, the the shallow depth of field trick they have on phones, on those phones now, uh, where the person walking down the ramp is in focus, but everything around them is out of focus. Very artistic, very cinematic. Sort of, if you go back to the sort of 90s and earlier, any sports photograph or old footage has that aesthetic because the lenses weren't good enough to get everyone in focus. So I, I, I really like that. I, I thought it was cool. I, I appreciate mm, it a yeah. lot. They'll, they'll do it to death, and I'll hate it in a month's time. But for now, I really enjoy hey, it. It may be the end of AR. Like, if, they, if they're more into this, they may stop doing the AR entrances. Oh, my. Don't, don't get my hopes up. Uh, overall, I, I thought this was a two out of four show, but a low two out of four. Like, if it had something slightly worse on, I would have given it a bore right at the bottom. Yep. Um, in the chat, like, uh, Twitter uh, gave it 32% good, 33% poor. So it is very much more weighted uh, to that poor and terrible side of things. But yeah, I thought it was a, a, a well-boring show, mate. Mm. But then again, like, actually, I kind of thought it was better than last week's show, in a way. God, they're just... Raw's on a bad streak right now. Go over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page, become a pledge hammer, because it's your new favorite segment, Producer Rich. Cue the music for the WrestleTalk pledge hammer hall of fame inductees of january 2021 he's just sent me a message music is playing it's the 25 dollars a month or more backers on patreon the harbinger doom lion so lovely i think it might be the harbinger here comes the money fred buckland all-star chuck taylor Turner. Turner. I'll start reading these rather than doing (laughs) silly silly expressions. Infinite Crisis. Chris Jenkins. Duncan. Just Duncan. Butter me up. Soren Nord. The Pharaoh. 
Stephen Massafero. Manipulating Manny Umaria. Peter Fiber Brontos. Ari and Shifra, the booze awaits. Please, sir, can I have some more Dom Hall bags? And lastly, for the January 19th, 2021 Hall of Fame inductions, living in the past, Kieran Pryor. Thank you, everybody, so much. Such such great careers all of those guys have had, and girls. Uh, and go over, become a patron, get your own shout-out, loads of exclusive content. Luke and I are recording tomorrow Wrestle Talk Extra, the podcast exclusive for this month, where we are reviewing Royal Rumble 2010. Oh, mate, fun show, that. Yeah, great rumble. Really enjoyed yeah. that show. Uh, right, so let's get in with all of your hyper chats. Remember, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get, get them in. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. Black Adam, don't get me wrong. I love Bliss, Mr. Davis. It's just the Fiend stuff that doesn't work for me. She was quite clearly shoehorned into the Fiend story with Braun, and I haven't understood why she stayed. At least have Abby the Witch trick her for her body. I think they sort of did, didn't they? Wasn't that what the swamp match was? She revealed she was Sister Abigail. Was the swamp match a dream? Do we have we decided? Was it real? I don't know. I quite liked how they wove, wo- weaved in Braun, Braun's ex- past relationship with Bliss, and how. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mind I've, it. I've, re- I've actually really enjoyed it. Like my my problem is not Bliss with the fiends. My problem is more, and I and I know some of the comments think that we're at fault here because we have put on this idea that that people have said that the fiend was always a magical character, whereas like in my mind, I, I, he wasn't a magical character, but they've now made him a magical. In the same way that Bray Wyatt was not a magical character, but WWE made him a magical character. Uh, on the subject of Asuka, James Dobinson, lots of people saying Asuka got buried on this week's Raw. She was doing nothing before tonight. Now she has a feud, main evented Raw, and this could lead to a bit of Kana. Kana, of course, is her gimmick before joining WWE. I'd say that's better than just being a sidekick to Charlotte. Thoughts? I think you're grasping if you think that we're going to get Kana. Yeah, and it's it's just sort of a, a fast track to losing the title here. Um, she'll be yeah. she'll be in the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Just you wait. The Jam One Ryan B Jam. This was another piss poor Raw. It's the worst wrestling show in the week for a long time now. Also, Asuka has been booked worse than Sheeda over the last couple of months. I will yeah. agree with that one. While I don't think I I wasn't hugely into the Sheeda um, Abaddon stuff. I do at least she's had feuds. At least she's had like title feuds. Asuka hasn't had one of those in months now. Uh, Mont Black 1989 I love Ollie's rant and I agree with the Luke it sucks but I'm just tired of caring now it's super obvious that they don't care for Asuka especially when she won the title a few years ago and they just had Charlotte steamroll her so she had one yeah yeah totally uh, do you want to hot tag in oh 
I will do. Hot tag. Um, Laramie Shona. Um, I thought that Riddle's frostbitten feet didn't feel pain. I'm confused. Is that canon or not? What an excellent point. I was on SmackDown. Uh, Sadie Lady 59. The fact that we know Drew has the Rona and my heart stopped when his music played during that fire garbage cannabis segment. I despise you, Miz and Co. Also, a weekly reminder that Shayna deserves better than mediocre 50 50 booking. It's not 50 50. She keeps winning. She beat Dana Brooke. She won in the tag match. She won this week. She keeps winning. She lost to Dana Brooke last week. Oh, that's. Was that, no, it was two weeks ago. I think that was the week I was off. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the same as Asuka. Like this, she's so much more talented than what they see her seeing her. New Punk Rants, how is Raw not worse than Nitro? Because Nitro had one full hour on a three-hour show of no wrestling. At least we're getting wrestling on the show. Um, nothing on Raw makes any sense. Everything that happens is pointless. They've done Russo angles. They bury younger talent for old talent. It's worse because it's a billion-dollar company. It's a shame. But uh, Nitro was a billion-dollar company as well, in fairness. Yeah, owned by turner is that the sort of metric you're using yeah and it's it's not as bad as nitro but it it's like it's getting worse every week it's more boring than anything yeah at least there was something to talk about nitro like when they buried rick flair in the deserts you're like i mean they buried rick flair in the desert and you know like they, they carted um him off to the, the mental institute and things like that like there was always nonsense stuff but like it's like at least it's newsworthy stuff mm. uh, amro do you guys think that uh, mustafa ali could be the next cm punk maybe that his uh year maybe that'll be his big year storyline uh summer storyline ali is even in a similar position as punk being in a crappy group that's going nowhere also i loved one division i'm not a marvel guy amro crappy group the straight edge society was amazing if that's what you're talking about where the crap group was he a part of uh, nexus, nexus. nexus. Yeah. at the time he got the summer of punk storyline oh yeah okay i'll agree yeah i'll give you that i don't think that will happen i don't think he's he's the same kind of person either uh, i think mustafa ali has a good go of being the next mustafa ali um he's not a punk and not not a guy in the punk mold yeah I agree. Um, and Brett J. Rasman, uh, WWE, now that we have a successful tag team, let's have them fighting among <coughs> themselves and break them up. Why would you do that? Because it'll be a moment. That's why. Who cares if it makes sense? Also, did you see Fightful's post-Raw show yesterday? I haven't seen the full, I haven't listened to the full episode yet because I've had a, quite a bit on today, but I, uh, I do usually listen on a, on a weekly basis. So the one week I did miss. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. So I just want to say, oh, dear, and sorry as you have to watch Raw. I think I'm done with Raw. I haven't watched for three weeks now, giving it the three-week push. Can you review SmackDown Live again instead? How can Raw be so bad compared to SmackDown? Isn't it the same creative team? Jam that jam. Uh, well, Pete and Andy do a great job reviewing SmackDown on Saturdays. It It's overseen by the same person, Bruce Pritchard, but apparently Bruce is more focused on SmackDown. It's a different team doing more now that changed in yeah. the summer yeah uh sorry about that it was, someone keeps calling me so i'm assuming it was something that was desperate so i've just messaged my wife being like can you call this number they keep <laughs> calling me um yeah I, I, it is yeah it's, it's kind of like a different creative but like at the same time it's the same guy signing it off mm. it's still ends at the end of the day one's three hours i think that's it's too long that, for a wrestling yeah. show michael dominguez since no one asked here's how you turn roman face why doesn't have to be soon just how to Joe steps up and chokes out his family members individually at their houses, like Wendy, but more intense, almost uncomfortable. I'm not wasting money on this roar. 
Uh, yeah, you don't need to be turning Roman Reigns babyface at, uh, at any point soon. I don't think that's uh, a way to do it either. Uh, Sadie Lady 59. Why are some guys like Orton, Hardy, Brian, even Otis, etc., allowed to just declare that they're in the Royal Rumble and everyone else is like, coolio, big boy, but guys like Drew Gulak and Ricochet have to earn their way in? Make it make sense. It makes perfect sense. They're main event talent, whereas well, the others are the yeah. show main event talent. Exactly. Like, I think that's what they're saying is that Drew Gulak hasn't done anything to prove. Like, AJ got in because AJ's a former WWE champion and, and things like that, whereas Drew Gulak is just a former 27... Who is the 24-7 champion? Probably hard truth Cool. Um, and then... Um, and the same with Ricochet. Like, Ricochet hasn't done anything of notes since February last year. So I think that's kind of, like, the reason why they have to prove themselves. Amro, so have we just forgotten about Ronda Rousey training to come back? What do you guys think she should do if she returns? They would probably give her the Royal Rumble win. I think she should come back and face Becky Lynch in a non-title match at WrestleMania. Atten, if you want to have Becky back uh, at this point. Those were the reported plans late last year. Yeah, what, Becky versus Ronda? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, but, I mean, I, I, I had as my prediction that it was going to be Ronda Charlotte at WrestleMania, the main events this year. So, I mean, I'm probably way off on that one now. But yeah, I could definitely see Ronda Rousey in the Rumble. Rene, Mr. Davis, you're the boss. You've got power. You know Raw is bad and SmackDown is great. So why don't you use that power for good? Maybe a shaking up you and Luke review SmackDown and enjoy yourselves while Pete and Datsun get the weekend off. Winky face. He said it there. Don't want to work on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zachary hey. Jenkins hey guys do you have any crazy wrestling scenarios that would never happen but would be cool in real life example will Ospreay beat Seth Rollins in a 2 out of 3 falls match at Wrestlemania that's so crazy I do, do you have any crazy I, I don't also, also just reminded myself of then do you remember like the, the Vader stuff with Ospreay and Ricochet Remember, Vader got super mad about their match and was like, "That's not how you're supposed to work." So then, they were they booked a match, and it was Vader versus Ricochet in the UK. They paid they paid Osprey. Was it, it was Osprey, wasn't it? And they paid him like big money to come over because he agreed to lose. So they paid him big money to come over to the UK and face Osprey. And then he got there and was like, "I ain't losing." And they'd already advertised it, and they'd already everyone had paid their money. So Vader just went out there and won. Uh, I'll go for Kenny Omega versus CM Punk. There you go. Yeah, in you go. in a ladder match. Uh, <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm going to do that, but at double or nothing, because I'm mm. an AEW mark. Uh, Mr. Burt Wayne, international superstar Masha Slamovich is to make a US return at Thunder Rosa's Mission Pro Wrestling's Wishes Granted Live on February 6th only on Title Match Network. My hot tag to you for the... Tengu Ray, it said... Luke, I was listening to an older podcast you did with Knees where you talked about how much wrestling hates its fans. After doing a lot of research, I found that topping so interesting. Have you thought about doing a podcast episode about it? Um, I haven't, no. But it is like it is one of the few industries in the world that genuinely hates the people that watch it. They want your money, but they don't want you to give them any sort of feedback. It's the carnival roots of wrestling, where yeah, fans and paying members of the audience were seen as marks, people to con. To con. Yeah. 
uh, they continue. Sorry, I couldn't fit this all in my last Omega chat, uh, but I do think it's incredibly interesting because as a huge comic book, uh, manga, and video game, nothing compares to how wrestling hates its own fans at times. Thank you for the amazing concepts. I'd say it works both ways. No, I've never seen anything hate the thing they love more than wrestling fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. I was going to say, it's, it's this and Star Wars are the two fandoms I've been a part of that hate the product that, <laughs> that they are also the biggest fans in the world of. Um, Laramie Shinar says, looked up a Blue Monday after you guys posted about it. I can't believe there's a thing in the UK, but then I remembered that America has a holiday dedicated on whether or not a groundhog is scared of its own shadow to see decide how long spring comes. It's, it's, not so much, it's not so much a holiday. It's just a no. statistically significant date where everyone gets really depressed and... Yeah, people just yeah. saw that and was like, well, let's try and be happy on that day. Counteract some of it. Caleb Maldonado. Hey, guy. Uh, hey, Luke. How was the move? Also, thoughts on WandaVision. Uh, I, I really loved it. I've watched it a couple of times now to try and pick up on various different bits. I think Catherine Hahn is the best thing in the show. I think she is an absolute delight. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it so far. I'm, I'm very intrigued to see future episodes. I thought it was too episodic. But I will watch. I will keep watching. I thought some bits were very good. The parody is top notch, or the homage, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, and the move went very well. I think. Sorry, I was going to say, why the hell do they have really flashy end credits? That gets my goat. Well, you got to have like the end credits, haven't you? Make the end credits fit with the overall theme of the show. But maybe it is. Maybe it's all tying in together because, like, yeah. they, at the end, spoilers. You know what? What happens at the end of the first episode? Also, like the beekeeper. Anyway, I, I, I was like, a, oh. Anywho, but yes, my move went very well. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, we're all settled now. If you, some people have said that you can hear a bit too much of an echo in this room now because there's nothing in it. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Zornis said, this doesn't have to be read out, but I'd like to know, where can I send a parcel with vegan gummy bear stuff for Luke? Is the address uh, of the office fine? I suppose you can't... None of us are going to the office at the moment, so don't send anything currently because yeah. none of us uh, will be able to pick it up. Thank you very um, much. A few people have asked, but yeah. we're not taking any deliveries of anything until until everything's better. No, and um, someone, uh, I believe it was on our Survivor Series chat, was posting my address in the um, uh, in the chat. So I think it's probably best if uh, mm -hmm. we just get yeah, stuff to the office. Uh, Bacon Rasher says, hi, guys. I love Beer 52 and I've been getting them for ages. Definitely would recommend the one you have today I had last night. Now I've got the Salted Caramel Milkshake IPA. It's really nice. Also, Quizzlemania War Games, please, <laughs> versus Wrestling Daily. Did I tell you I thought of a way for, to make that work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's would have been good in November. <laughs> hey, well, there'll be another November. There's another one coming up this year. Like WrestleMania, there will always be a November. Hopefully Should we make so. a big announcement? Should we do an announcement video that there will be a November? Because <laughs> that that's what you got to do, really. I'll put a wig on or something. There is one constant, and that is I am your jam, that champion all year long. Of course... We'll have some Royal Rumble announcements about what's going on next week for the championship and our own Rumble match. Subscribe to WrestleTalk to know more. Thank you so much for everyone who joined us today and all your lovely hyper chats. Remember, go to beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk to get your free case of eight craft beers, UK viewers only.
We had an email in from uh, Nishant who says, Dear Luke and Ollie, uh, hello there and how the devil are you boys? I'm from India. I've been a fan of WrestleTalk for years now. During my time at university, I met this dude who would smother his pizza in mayonnaise. I found it repulsive. What do you think? WrestleTalk is the best. Love you guys. Jam that jam. Oh, the pizza, the pizza etiquette debate continues. Yeah, um, I one whole email about it. I sm- I also smother my pizza in mayonnaise. I will get I, I, I big squeezy bottle of mayo with my co-op stuffed crust margarita, and I will just like empty a third of that bad boy into one bit of the plate, and I will dunk. And I'll always think, God, that's too much mayonnaise. Like that's an unhealthy amount of mayonnaise to have in one sitting. And every time I have to top it up, I've got to leave the bottle because by the, the I, I'll run out by the last slice. Yeah, no, dude, I'm totally with you. Like my wife is uh, a mayonnaise on pizza person. Maybe not like smothering it, but certainly for dipping purposes. But also, I'm not one to talk because I quite like um like American mustard um like on the side and i can dip into like particularly for the crust and stuff um that and burger sauce i'm a big fan of uh for dipping for a pizza burger yeah. sauce yeah well it's just ketchup yeah. and like um mustard like kind of mixed together with some guy corner yeah. shots yeah i've never you see the 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 american mustard is like the hot dog yellow yes mustard right yeah. like, the, the, the yellower the better the cartoon um, mustard exactly yeah like i do like mustard but i kind of prefer the american mustard because it doesn't like get up all in my nostrils mm. and, like make me choke on stuff and I've, I've got to be really careful with that with the missing tooth um <gasps> how's that going oh it's fine I, I don't feel the the pain anymore and i'm actually able to eat on the other side of my mouth and, i want like, a recap package of the of the tooth <laughs> Well, we did get that email, uh, like uh, the tweet last week that told me not to tell any more graphic stories, so I won't. But it's funny, me and um, I was filming a board game club recently, and me and someone else on there were just like comparing our um, our missing teeth together. And Adam was just like, "Are you two Dickensian children?" <laughs> but yeah. Um, do you want to? Oh, we haven't already got time to do a, a League of Lockdown. Entry, uh, we've we? talked too much about WandaVision. Luke and I haven't actually spoken since last Thursday, have we? No, we've no, texted it's, it's, a, a, and messaged a bit back and forth, but this is actually the first time we've talked in five days. <laughs> it happens. This is what happens when we don't do meetings mm. on a Monday morning anymore, yeah. which is good, which I'm, I'm really happy for, by the way, because I got to obviously I had to film the news for you yesterday and I had to sort of step Technical in and do that. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. What a frantic thing. Like, uh, Kate Messerby was like, Are you come down for breakfast? I was like, I can't. I've got to no. do the news. <laughs> so I, I was expecting like, the news. I felt like I was breaking an emergency glass. What happened, <laughs> folks, is the own, I, for some reason, I only have one SD card. Like, they talk about single points of failure in engineering. That is a massive lapse of uh, planning there. And it, it just you know, didn't the work. Other one, you know hmm? where the other one is? Did, have you got it? I've got it. Because oh. remember, when I got the filming equipment last year to do that news for the week when you had it off, mm. and I said, oh, man, I left the SD card here. Do you want me to send it to you? You said, no, it's okay. I've got one here. You yeah. hold on to that one, and you can give it back to me when we're in the yeah, office. Yeah. Yeah, I should have bought another one. Um, <laughs> should have bought a backup. And it just didn't didn't work. It didn't read. So I had to message Luke and he stepped in last minute. Yeah, it felt like I was picking up the bat phone for the first time. <laughs> that, that morning, it was real. I, I didn't know what to do. That We haven't had a single bit of technical difficulty for the whole of lockdown. 
It's impressive. Uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that is all we've got time for for this edition of the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back uh, on Thursday with the AEW review. Then it's reunited and it feels so good. Me and Denise back together again for the uh, magazine show this coming Friday. Pete and Andy doing the SmackDown review on Saturday. Take care, everyone. Love you. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.